Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Mary Bolaños in San Francisco, and here are some of the California stories we're following. Supermarket chain Ralph's illegally denied jobs to hundreds of people based on their criminal history. That's according to a new lawsuit from the California Civil Rights Department. It's the first of its kind under California's Fair Chance Act, which limits the use of conviction history in hiring decisions. The goal is to reduce barriers and combat discrimination that formerly incarcerated people face when looking for work. The suit alleges the company included questions about applicants' conviction histories on its job application and did not individually assess whether applicants' conviction history justified denying them a job. And turning to politics, California could lose multiple seats in the U.S. House of Representatives if new population estimates from the U.S. Census Bureau bear out. That's according to political experts. CalMatters politics reporter Samia Kamal explains. The number of U.S. House members allotted to each state is based on population. So if a state's population goes up or down dramatically compared to other states, it can gain or lose House seats. While California is losing population, Republican stronghold states, including Texas and Florida, are gaining it. If these trends continue until the next census in 2030, political experts, including the American Redistricting Project, estimate California could lose as many as four House seats, while Texas and Florida could pick up seven House seats combined. California already recently lost one House seat following the 2020 census. That's CalMatters' Samia Kamal. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. 
And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. The town of Pescadero on the San Mateo County coast was once known for fish, But a few decades ago, salmon in Pescadero Creek went extinct. Now, conservationists, with the help of farmers, scientists, and federal money for combating climate change, are helping them come back. KQED's science reporter Danielle Benton has more. If you visit Fifth Grove Farm in Pescadero, you may see cabbage, spinach, or cauliflower growing. They do weekly CSA boxes and sell at farmers' markets. But past the farm's main buildings, there's a more curious site— And at first glance, honestly, it doesn't look like much. This kind of looks like someone made some burn piles, (laughs) stockpiled some compost, but this is a highly engineered project. That's Joe Issel from San Mateo County's Resource Conservation District. It's a restored floodplain on the inside of a curved bend in the river. It's around four acres in size, bare dirt at the moment with some piled log structures that look like they're ready for a bonfire. He points to a tree stump. That is the, the old top of bank. And you can see just on the other side, the top of bank on the right bank. And so the creek was, was confined into that space. But after work with some excavators and a couple million bucks, the creek has more space to flow during storms. Fish, like coho salmon, need floodplains during the winter when there's a lot of water rushing in creeks. They use places where water slows down to eat all the bugs crawling out of the soil. (laughs) Get huge and big so they're fit and strong and they can survive the big scary ocean and come back here and spawn. But that habitat was pretty much non-existent uh, in this system. The work happened this summer. It's one of the first projects in the area to be completed with funding from the Inflation Reduction Act, the nation's first major climate policy. It was selected by NOAA for the money. That's part of why the agency's head, Richard Spinrad, is visiting here today. I felt it was really important to see at the ground level what was being done with those dollars and what the impact would be more importantly. He says he likes to see the work on projects that are important to communities. So I've been doing this all over the country for the last uh, six months, trying to see what these projects are doing and with whom we're doing these projects. These are very special fish. They're the southernmost subset of salmon and the most endangered. They're specially adapted to live within the warmer waters of the central California coast. And this farming community cares about them. You know, these are second, third generation families that remember fishing these waters. And they all want to see the fish come back. What can make recovery tricky, though, is when farmers are asked to not use as much water as they would like, or to pull back some of their production from the edge of a creek. But here, the project's been designed to work for farmers and for fish. So that's the last piece of of this project where uh, there used to be a a small pond here that wasn't uh, in operation. It really really all filled in with sediment and 
and vegetation. So they're rebuilding the pond and making it bigger. They've already done a couple of these types of projects in the area. We'll build a 13-acre foot reservoir, so about two Olympic-sized swimming pools. The pond will be pumped full during the winter months when water is abundant in the creek. And so we want to take advantage of that and store that winter water for use in the summer during the dry season. A critique of some habitat restoration projects that did not have this type of arrangement is that while restored habitat is great, it can't compensate for there not being enough water in the stream. Often, irrigators resist giving up any water rights. Issel says this pond gets around that problem. The farmer has more water security, but agrees to not pump out of the creek during the summer. You can only really get these win-win projects when you let nature do its work. After being extinct in Pescadero Creek for about 20 years, coho have started to come back. Recovery is a long road ahead, but it's possible that in time, Pescadero this little farming town, could become known for its fish again. For The California Report, I'm Danielle Venton in Pescadero. And that is The California Report for Friday, December 22nd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, and Seal Moeller. Our producers are Billy Cruz and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our vice president of news is Ethan Toven Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. Paint Care, now with more than 850 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.